0: I've got the victory living inside of me. i got the greater war I can overcome. This ain't no time to turn back, no less to grow slack. i got to keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore. And we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Overcomer. That's different from being overwhelmed <laughs> or to being under the problem. Overcomer means you you come over it. You're not defeated or destroyed by it, you win. And the scripture says that He always causes us to triumph. Those that trust in Him and hold fast to Him uh, don't accept these things that push against you that it's hopeless, that it can't be fixed, that it's too late. These All of these are different ways of saying it's impossible, it's impossible, it's impossible. And that's not what the Bible says. I said, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says with God, nothing is impossible. What does that mean? That means the thing you were told is impossible is possible. The thing you thought couldn't happen, it can happen with God. And we're told all things are possible possible. To him or her that believes. And so we have a part to play in this. Believes what? Well, for one thing, you've got to believe it's possible. Right? What? Well, whatever it is you need. Uh, Even if maybe you've been diagnosed with something uh, terminal or incurable, and things are telling you it's not possible for you to recover. It is possible for you to recover. It is. Class, are we right? Does the Bible say said out loud it is possible, it is possible to, recover. to recover the enemy will tell you that about relationships you know it's too much has happened too much water under the bridge it's impossible for things to ever be good again that's a lie it is possible I said it is possible complete restoration is possible in fact it's possible for things to be better in days to come than they ever are ever were. In the past, we're talking about with God, maybe with you, you couldn't figure it out. But with God, it is possible. Financial, same thing. Things will tell you, well, man, you've made so many mistakes. You've made so many bad decisions. I mean, you'll never be okay. Uh, You'll be paying on this the rest of your life. You'll, You'll never get it caught up. You'll never, never, never. That's not coming from God. That's coming from the enemy trying to convince you of the impossibility of it. No, the Word of God says, and the Word of God is true, that with God, all things are possible. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Come on, class, say it. Nothing nothing, nothing, nothing. is too hard, too hard for, the Lord. for the Lord. It is possible. It is. It's possible for me to get caught up and pay everything off and get ahead yes. and be in the best shape financially we've ever been in. Amen. It's possible. It Come is possible. on, th- this is where the miracle begins. Yeah. If we could just get you to join us. Come on in the class and say, sit, sit right down here. I want to hear you. I want to see you. Say, it's possible. It's possible. It is possible. It is possible. It is. It is. It's reachable. it's reachable. It's knowable. It's, knowable. it's, receivable. it's receivable. It's doable. It's, it's overcomeable. <laughs> that may be a new word, but <laughs> you learn things in faith school. <laughs> Thank God, it is possible. It is what what man what's impossible to men. And what man says is impossible and what the enemy continually trying to convince you is not possible. It is possible. It is possible. Even though it may be so tough right now. It's possible that in just a few hours, just a few days, some things just a few weeks, you'll look back and it'll be like a bad dream that happened to somebody else. (laughs) Things will have changed so much in such a short amount of time. Why? Because God is that real. He's that big. He's that good. Amen. He's that smart. Yes. He knows what you don't know. Yes. He can do what you can't do. Yes. Say it again. It is, it is possible. possible. Ooh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Lift your hands up and begin to praise Him. Lord, we thank You that it's possible. Victory is already bought and paid for him everything that we need. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It is possible. Thank you. 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 We give you the glory. We give you the praise. And we ask and we thank you for answers today. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. That's how miracles begin. Right... Places just like that, just by uh, you know, stop stopping your crying and feeling sorry for yourself. Stop believing it's hopeless, and just dare to say, "It's possible." <laughs> that, just, that's where miracles begin, and because why? It'll lead to something else, and which will lead to something else, and something else. Next thing you know, you'll be standing in a miracle. Amen. Hallelujah. We've seen it many, many times. God's no respecter of persons. He'll do it for you. We've been, we begun studying uh, yesterday on our 17th account of healing, uh, in individual account in the ministry of Jesus in Luke 14. If you'd turn there again, please. Luke 14, which is the healing of the man with uh, dropsy, the King James calls it. And let's begin reading again. Chapter 14. Verse one, it says, it came to pass as he, Jesus went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day, that they watched him. And behold, there was a certain man before him, which had the dropsy. And Jesus answering spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? He preempted them. He knows what they're thinking. He perceived their thoughts. They're sitting there, you know, kind of glaring about this situation. And, and this is, to me, is a, is a really positive thing in that um, they expected Jesus to minister healing to this man. You know, what God said, modern Christians... Had as much faith and expectation for healing <laughs> <laughs> as these Pharisees and doctors are. What, what do you mean? They they expected it to happen. That they they were thinking they could get Jesus in trouble for it, because in their mind he's breaking the Sabbath by ministering healing. Of course, their thinking is totally wrong, but in their mind he's breaking the Sabbath and. Um, so Jesus' reputation for healing must have been widespread, mustn't it? Yeah. Because in, in their minds, you get Jesus in the room and the sick person in the room, going to be healing today, <laughs> right? Amen. Two plus two equals four. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus plus sick person equals healing in the house. Wow. Healing is going to happen today, <laughs> right? <Amen. laughs> oh, hallelujah. Well, is Jesus in the house today? Is he? I mean, he, he, he's still around. He, he's, he, he's risen from the dead. He, he's here in the person of his spirit. Has he changed? Has he lost his desire for, for healing? And no, he had not changed. He, he never changes. So it's still that way today for people that will believe him and, and respond to him. Uh, Jesus in the house, sick person in the house equals healing. Right? Yes. Healing. Healing happening here. <laughs> and so that's why they're watching him. One translation says they watched him closely. They were eyeing him. Why? Well, because they saw the sick guy. <laughs> the guy with the dropsy, as the King James says. And then they saw Jesus. And it says, if you look at some, some of the other translations, it said there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy? Other translations say right in front of him. So maybe, maybe they set him there, huh? Well, they're trying to get Jesus in trouble. So they sit a man with an obvious physical problem right across the table in front of Jesus. <laughs> but this should be revelation to us. Why? Jesus is intolerant of it. Did you hear that? He was not okay to be there in the presence of the sick person and do everything they're going to do and not minister to him and just leave and him being stay in that condition. The Lord was not okay with that. The Master was not okay with that. He's intolerant of it. Somebody says, well, if he's... Intolerant? Why didn't he do something about it? Because he has done something about Amen. it. He already has. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. And by his stripes, you were healed. And is healed. healed. Huh? Amen. That's what the Bible says. He has done something about it. And, you know, it would be the same reasoning to say, Well, if God is so compassionate, if he loves the world so much that he wants people saved, why don't he save them? He has. Jesus has already taken upon himself the judgment for all the sin of every person that has or ever will live. He's already done it. He's already paid for it. He's already bought the price, paid the price and bought the, the redemption and salvation and has offered it to all mankind. Well, why won't, he, why won't He do something about it? He has. He won't receive it for you. He won't. Because that would be overriding your will. And that would be forcing you to do something against your will. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do it. He, he's he said that by His Word, protecting your and my right to choose. But He has done everything except receive it. Right? (laughs) Right? I mean, if somebody goes to the trouble, uh, I mean, raises the vegetables and fruits and cooks the meal and puts the table and lays it out before you and puts it on the plate and gives you the utensils. (laughs) And says ding 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 dinner is served <laughs> for you to sit there and be all mad and say why won't they feed me is ignorance yes. I said is ignorance yes. you want us to put it in your mouth and chew it for you Mm-mm, that's not reasonable hmm? yes. I said that's not reasonable yes. you can you can receive it if you will here it is Bought, it's paid for, it's prepared, it's given, it's presented. It's available. How many believe the new birth is this way to everybody on the planet? Is it? And the people say, well, I'm just waiting on God to save me. No, you're not. No, you're not. Jesus has already done everything that will ever need to be done about that. And he's done some other things. He has he became poor, the Bible said that we might be made rich. The chastisement of our peace was on him. By his stripes we're healed. He took everything uh, that sin had caused, which caused problems in all the existence of man, spirit, soul, and body. When Jesus went to the cross, he didn't just go in spirit. Did he go spirit and soul and body? He did. And did he obtain a redemption for us, spirit and soul and body? Are we fully redeemed? Completely redeemed. Hallelujah. We are. We have everything we need, but he's not going to receive it for us. He's not going to make anybody. If the Lord was going to force somebody to receive something, it would be Jesus. Right? Because that's the difference between heaven and hell. That's that's lost and saved. If he was ever going to force somebody to receive something, he would force the unsaved to receive Jesus. He's not going to do it. And if he's not going to do that, he's not going to force us to receive the Holy Spirit. He's not going to force us to receive healing. He's not going to force us, right? Certainly not. But if you got any smarts, I said, if you got any smarts. And you hear, ding, 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 dinner is served. <laughs> <sir. laughs> what do you do? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Somebody say, receive it. Receive, receive it. it, receive it. it. Receive you believe it, and you receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you act on it. Amen. And that's what Mark eleven twenty four 24 said. Jesus said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, didn't say, beg God to do it for you. And yet that's what religion teaches people to do. Beg, 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 beg. That's not what the Lord said. What things soever you desire. When you pray, do what? Believe that you receive it. That same word, uh, receive, is translated take in other parts of the scripture. It's not not that you're trying to rend something out of the hand of God. He's serving it to you. Come on, can you see that? He's serving it to you, but he's not going to force feed you. He's not going to force feed you. You have to reach out. You know, even when God rained manna out of the sky, they still had to go out and pick it up, didn't they? Didn't they? I mean, they could have uh, stayed in their tents and cried and sang Kumbaya, (laughs) right? Come by here, Lord. No, no, he told them, it's out there. Go get it. You got to pick it up. Actually, was a little work involved. Uh, It was flakes laying on the ground. It took a lot of flakes to make a whole loaf. So you got to pick it up. Even when God rains it out of the sky, you still got to pick it up. We have a part. And faith is the part. Faith is the hand that takes. Faith is the hand that receives. And so uh, (laughs) they... They were watching him. It said as he's taking this meal, and they put this man right across from him. And so Jesus is trying to eat his meal, and he keeps noticing this man. And somebody says, "Well, well, dropsy, dropsy. What is that?" Well, uh, it is uh, an old word that describes uh, edema. It. Uh, It describes, in the Greek, watery, and it is fluid buildup. You may have seen people whose feet and ankles, are, especially their lower legs, swell up real big. Um, That's what this is. And it's an obsolete term, dropsy is, for generalized edema. It's abnormal accumulation. Of fluid in the body's connective tissue or, or, or cavities. And this accumulation of fluid causes swelling. And like I said, you, you'll see it more frequently in the extremities of the feet and the ankles and, and the legs. That's because of gravity. You know, those those are the lower parts. But it can affect the whole body. Different parts of the body can be swelled up and and, and and full of fluid, and there's n- a number of things that can cause this. Uh, you know, if circulation is not what it should be, or the heart problems, or there can be any number of things, but that's what was wrong with this man. He has this, uh, you know, body parts swelled up and distended, and, uh, you know, and of course, you know, that causes pain, and discomfort, and... Because of the lack of circulation, there's any number of problems that result from that. And uh, uh, so it's something that you could see sitting in front of Jesus. Maybe he saw his, his feet and legs really swelled up or, or whatever. And you know, this, was, this has never been the will of God. Never. This is just one of many diseases that afflict mankind. But uh, even under the law, even back in Leviticus and and Deuteronomy, the Lord talked about the curse of these things and how that if you would obey obey Him and keep His words, that this curse wouldn't come on you and that you would be blessed. And part of that blessing is being kept from things like this. In fact, in Deuteronomy 28... You don't have to turn there, but um, I'll just read a couple of them to you. Deuteronomy 28, uh, 28th chapter, describes the blessings uh, of keeping the law and the curses of breaking the law. And so uh, in the 22nd chapter, the complete English version says it like this, that part of that would be suffering with burning fever and swelling and pain till you die. So inflammation, inflammatory disease, uh, sore inflammations, which other translations bring out include swellings, it's part of the curse of the law. You might say, well, what's the significance of that? Oh, you hadn't been reading your New Testament, have you? In Galatians, to go ahead and turn there, because maybe somebody hadn't seen this before, Galatians, the third chapter. Oh, this is something to shout about here, class. Galatians 3 and 13 Galatians 3 and 13 and if you got your Bible at home there now take the time, make the effort turn off all the other stuff that's not as important as what's going on in here right now turn all that off get in your Bible, open it up Galatians three thirteen. why would I talk about the curse of the law because Galatians three thirteen says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law So if it's in the curse of the law, I've been redeemed from it. Hallelujah. Have you been redeemed from inflammatory disease? Have you been in, one of those verses talked about problems with the knees and the legs and problems with fever and inflammatory. Sounds like things is good to be redeemed from. Right? Somebody say, "I've I've been redeemed from all the curse of the law. I've been redeemed from problems in the knees and the legs. I've been redeemed from inflammatory disease. You see, that would include all different kinds of infections. uh, Because usually you see the word fever coupled with the word inflamed and sometimes it would say burning or, or burning heat well that's when things get infected and that's when there's fever involved and heat well that covers a whole range of things what's the significant thing about it mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> according to Deuteronomy 28:22 swelling and inflammatory that's part of the curse of the law yes. but according to Galatians 3:13 I've been redeemed redeemed. from the curse of the law. Now as you might say, is there anything else in there? Uh Uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff in there that you are to go back and look and in fact, everything's in there because when you get down to the end of the chapter, it added these couple of verses and anything that's not written in the curse of the law, any kind of disease, it's included in it. Hallelujah. 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 Any kind of disease, any kind of problem, any kind of disability is part of the curse of the law. And according to Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Tells us how he did it. He was made a curse for us in our place. For it's written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. That, in other words, in order that The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. He took our curse so we could get his blessing. Best trade you ever made. How many of the best trade? He took the curse. What was the curse for? The curse was for the disobedient. The curse is for the rebellious, the defiant the sinful, the lawbreakers, and we all have messed up. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but he took that sin. He took it on himself, and he took the curse that came because of that. He took that on himself, and he was accursed. What a word. The Holy Son of God became accursed, yes, accursed in our place for us, and bore the judgment. Why? So we could be free from the curse, and we could get the blessing that we didn't deserve. We don't get the curse we did deserve. We do get the blessing we didn't deserve. And why am I saying all that? Because if this man, as a a Jewish man as a descendant of Abraham, if he and the religious leaders that were there, if they had known the truth and been preaching it and practicing it, he could have been healed from this condition. It was part of the curse of the law. And yet, Jesus sitting there looking at him, why did Jesus come? He came to bear that curse. Is that right? He came to pay the price. Is he okay seeing that? Is he okay uh, looking across the table at that? No, he didn't want that to be that way. And by the anointing on him, he ministered to this man so that he was immediately relieved of this condition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Lord's no respecter of persons. Is he? Is he? If he didn't want that man sitting there all swelled up and inflamed and hurting and sick, if he didn't want him that way, he doesn't want you that way. Amen. He doesn't want me that way. Yes, he's no respecter of persons. So Mr. Mulan, I wish he would do something. I already told you. He did do something. He wishes you would receive it. Amen. Right? Amen. He wishes the whole world would receive him as Lord and Savior. Yes. And he wishes that people would receive him of everything he's done and provided. Why don't you say it out loud right now, Lord, I do receive you. I do receive you. I have received you as my Lord and my Savior I also receive you as my healer as my deliverer as the one who makes me whole I receive healing I receive cleansing I receive washing I receive restoration I receive renewal I receive, life I receive life and soundness, and soundness in my body, in my, body in, my flesh. in my flesh. I believe I receive it. I, I, receive I, take, it. It I take it by faith. It's mine. it's mine. You've given it to me. It to me. And, I it. and I receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Then every time you think about it, you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. That's working in me. That's work. That healing's working in me. That anointing's working in me. Every time you think about it, thank Him for it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. And our time's up again. Well, as you can see, we're not done with this. Come back tomorrow. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today.